Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hi, this is Jeff Tate from Queensryche, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Bumblefoot, and you're listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Yeah. Everybody, what the hell's going on? This is Zach Wall from Black Label Society. And the Ozzy Osbourne band, and we're all doing a hang, throwing back some cold ones, and we're talking metal. Take it easy. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal. <laughs> this is Chris. And Maria from In This Moment, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Jeff Fab from In This Moment, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Rock, rock over London, Zurich, Auckland, Dublin, Dallas, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Sydney, Indianapolis, Tokyo, Seattle, Paris, Budapest, Berlin, New York. Ladies and gentlemen. Two men who are committed to rocking you wherever you might be. John Astronomy and Mark Striegel. Welcome to the Talking Metal Podcast. Broadcasting around the world from TalkingMetal.com and StriegelsMusicNews.com. Hey, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. We are coming to you from Bionic Studios, Midtown Manhattan. How you doing, Mark? Good. How you doing, John? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm excited to hear the interview that you did with Jeff Fab of In This Moment, one of our favorite bands and uh, a group that has been on Talking Metal a bunch of times. Yeah, I hooked up with Jeff and the In This Moment gang down in uh, New Jersey. At the Starland Ballroom, Sayer, Sayersville, is that the town? Sayerville, Sayerville, yeah. Sayerville, yes. Where Bon Jovi is actually from. Sayerville, New Jersey, um, and they were rocking it. They were rocking it. I've seen a lot of good shows at that Starland Ballroom. It's a cool place. Through the years, yeah. Uh, Velvet Revolver I saw there, and Dokken, and Queensryche, a bunch of great bands. And it was great to see In This Moment rock it out on the stage down there, and uh, they were playing with Mudvayne. And uh, I think a couple other bands I can't remember. I actually could only stay for their set, and then I had to head home to uh, the baby. But uh, what a set it was. These guys always put on a great show, and the Starland Ballroom show was no exception. Great stuff from in this moment. We will hear from Jeff Fab, their drummer, coming up shortly. Excellent. And then I saw in this moment a couple days later do an acoustic set with all band members present, and it was great. It was for a fashion show called Metal Couture, and I actually was wearing one of their shirts, the Metal Couture shirts, and uh, did an interview for MTV2. We'll get into all that a little bit later. Okay, cool. Cool. Want to hit some music and then come back and uh, maybe read some letters and talk about the Talking Metal forums? Definitely. Let's do it. Here's some music by a band called Equilibrium. Uh, This is off the Sagas album. Check it out. (laughs) 
That was Equilibrium. You can get it on iTunes. Check out our show notes for the link. Yes, definitely. Some great pagan metal there. Uh, there is another episode of Talking Rock. Uh, we are really cranking these out about two a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it is up on TalkingRockPodcast.com and, of course, on iTunes. You can leave us a review um, in the Talking Rock section of, of iTunes. Uh, I think there's like one negative review up there. <laughs> yeah. So do us a favor and leave, yeah, leave us, us a, a, positive a good, one. Uh, good review. And check out Talking Rock episode four. Yeah, Which is, is misleading because it yeah. started out as Alien, Alien Rock, Rock and then right. it uh, we, we switched it to Talking Rock. For legal reasons. Yeah. Actually, we were going to switch it anyway. Yeah, and, that's true. Uh, what, what happened was and Somebody I had, threatened to sue us. And yeah. we, but what was so funny about that is that I, I said, you don't remember that I'm the one that actually was working with you on this Alien Rock project and you, and you actually uh, interviewed me for your book because you thought it was cool that I already had something going called Alien Rock and then right. you were going to write a book called Alien Rock. So then what happens is two years later, that same person says, oh, by the way, how dare you steal my, my name? And I said, you don't remember. I'm the guy that was in yeah. your book that you were corresponding yeah. with. So that was pretty hilarious. But we were going to change it to Talking Rock anyway. Which makes more sense. Yeah. Talking Metal, yeah. sister podcast, Talking right. Rock. And, of course, you can uh, read the Alien Rock book, uh, which John is in. And yeah. they talk about one of his songs that uh, he wrote with uh, Captain T, a.k.a. Mark Striegel, uh, called right. Disturbing Abduction. Remember but, when that was a, a secret, like no one really knew? Yeah, for a long time. Yeah. But uh, eh. So the, the cat is out of the bag. Yeah. Hey, I have a couple of letters that I personally picked uh, from the Tonking Metal mailbox. Yeah, go for one. And I know you have some. Now, let me tell you guys, I saw Motley Crue a couple of nights ago at Madison Square Garden, which is one of the all-time greatest venues ever. I don't know if bands necessarily sound great in that venue, but they just you know, are excited because they're playing New York City in one of the most famous arenas of all time, and, and this concert was no exception. I don't know, Mark, if just something's going wrong with me or what, but even before the band came out, I started crying. And I hope no one saw me. It was ridiculous. I I was freaking out. It was unbelievable. It really was. They, I was calling people on the phone going, oh, my God, they're about to come out on stage. And, and it was really amazing when the band finally did come out and uh, they played several of my favorite Motley Crue songs uh, Wild Side one of my favorite songs uh, Live Wire they played Shout of Devil 3rd which was kind Usually of an interesting that, place yeah, yeah for they that to do in the beginning and Shout of the Devil yeah and it was just out of control and you know what I thought about it is I thought it was so cool that here's this band you know that tried something back in the early 80s, and they really have stood the test of time, and uh, they are still rocking 20 years later. Yeah, definitely. At least, maybe even yeah, maybe more than even 20, 20, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. 82 to, what, I don't even know what year it is. Yeah. Yeah, 25 years later, unbelievable. So anyway, check this out. I saw so many people at this gig that were Talking Metal fans, and it was just out of control. What happened was, and this is kind of a rare thing for Madison Square Garden, they had a general admission pit area. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, there? yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, there was a group of people, literally at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, lined up already to get 
into that pit. And believe it or not, about six or seven people left their space in line that they've been waiting in all morning since like 7 a.m. to come and get some photos uh, with me, which was amazing. Oh, cool. And uh, one of the Talking Metal Forum dudes, Mooch, was there. Oh, yeah, right, And right, right. Uh, we, we did some photos. And plus, a couple of people I ran into at the Ace Frehley concert were there. And it was it was really cool. Uh, ran into just so many people. Um, it was a guy from iTunes named Damon who uh, we're going to do some work with uh, who uh, came up to me and uh, just met so many people, people from Revolver, people from Roadrunner, people from a bunch of different magazines, and uh, I had a blast. It was a good show and a good network, yeah. uh, networking experience for Without you. Without a doubt. So listen to this letter. This is from Nicholas. And uh, I like it. Check this out. It's like a little guy, and there's like a little dog. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Put the, you know, on, he, on talking, his email, huh? talking metal are fans of dogs. So that's a that's a fact. <laughs> you know, we got Ozzy, who's been on our show. Ozzy the dog, that is. Okay, so here's the letter from Nicholas. Yo, what's up, John? I was talking to you at Motley Crue's MSG show on the 16th. It was a great show. Hope you enjoyed it. I am 15 years old, and I wanted to let you know that I loved your show, Talking Metal. I think you guys are great guys. Write me back soon. P.S. Please go back on the air. Cool. Well, Nicholas, thank you very much for that letter, man, and uh, I appreciate that... You were a supporter of Talking Metal and that you want to see us back on TV soon. And uh, we are going to do everything we can to make that happen. Cool. Let's uh, read another letter here and then maybe uh, get into the interview with with Jeff. Here's another letter from Scott. Uh, This came in a few days ago. What's up, fellow Kistins? Kistins? It's like a new religion. like Christian. Christianity. K-I-S-S-T-I-A-N-S. I was a listener from the very beginning of the Talking Metal podcast, but I've taken a bit of a hiatus over the past few months. Hey, I understand that. you gotta, you got to <laughs> give yourself I think a we've break. taken a bit of a hiatus <laughs> in the last couple of months, so you probably didn't miss anything. But. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> anyway, it's great to be back as an active listener of the Talking Metal family. I just finished listening uh, to the Richard Christie episode. It was a great listen. Uh, it was really cool hearing about his beginnings in music and his relationship with Chuck Schuldiner. Growing up in South Florida, I was well aware of death and the impact they made on the metal scene. However, it wasn't until a couple years ago that I truly embraced the melodic death metal sounds of bands like At the Gates, Children of Bodom, Arch Enemy, Dark Tranquility, and a host of others. As I quickly got into all of the Norwegian bands, I also felt it was important to revisit death and the roots of the melodic death metal machine. Every time I hear musicians and fans talk about Chuck, one thing remains constant. They always say how humble and friendly he was. It's too bad I never had the opportunity to see him play live. But as Richard said on the podcast, he is still alive through his music, which I will continue to feed my ear hole for a long time to come. Again, it was great hearing Richard talk about death and iced earth, both of which are truly amazing bands. Anyhow, I just wanted to drop you a line. I've been listening to a lot of Opeth lately, so I'm going to check out the podcast you had with them last year. Take it sleazy. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, cool. And Thanks, That Scott. guy's name, it says Yogurt. Yeah, it's signed Yogurt. I don't but know. But I think his real name is, is uh, Scott. Scott yeah. yeah. So anyway, hey, Scott, thanks for that letter, man. It was very cool. You want to hear something funny? Mark yeah. and I, this is addressed to Yogurt. Mark and I uh, go through this Talking Metal mailbox and pick out letters that we think are very cool, and both of us picked yours, so thanks for sending that in. Cool. Let's. Uh, you want to get into the interview? 
Yeah, why don't we get then into we'll come the back and talk a little and bit talk more. Talk a little bit yeah. about in this moment and maybe a couple of other things. Cool. This is forever by in this moment. You can buy it on iTunes, and then uh, we'll get right into the interview with Jeff Fab, drummer of In This Moment. <laughs> Starland Ballroom in New Jersey. I got Jeff from In This Moment, and he's getting ready for a show tonight. Tell me about the tour. Who are you on tour with right now? Uh, we're on tour with Mudvayne and Nonpoint, and it's just been awesome. Cool. And Mud, have you toured with either one of these bands before? No, no, we haven't. This is the first time, and it's just been great. The shows have been awesome. All the guys are cool. It's just been a great time. Now, you guys tour with a wide range of different types of bands from a band like Mudvayne all the way to people like you know Ozzy Osbourne, Megadeth who brings the you know when you're not headlining who brings the the crowd that appreciates what you're doing the most you know that's hard to say because <clears throat> like all these bands have fans that don't know about us so I think every all of them do <laughs> you know not not that all of them like us but you know when we can grab like you know, 10 people, 20 people from each, you know, that are becoming this moment fans. It's just awesome. So I think we benefit from all of these bands, from their fans. And is it, is there like a typical in this moment fan that you're starting to recognize or, because for me, I've, I've seen like young, like 10 year old kids into you guys, but then I've also seen like 50 year old, like soccer moms also right. into your guys. Right. So is it, is, is that what you're witnessing or is it more the younger crowd that you're, you're noticing at the gigs? Um, you know, it is a little bit of both. I think it's, you know, there is a lot of young kids and then there's their parents <laughs> that bring them and that are fans. So it's like. But yeah, a lot of a lot of our fans are young, are younger, you know, the younger generation. Cool. Now we had Chris on the podcast a, a couple months back, and and uh, Maria's done a ton of interviews where we hear about her backstory, and and Chris uh, shared a little bit about his, his past with us when he was on the podcast. I want to know about you, where you grew up, when you started to play drums, and when you got into music. All right. Well, I am from Mattituck, Long Island, which is way out on the east end of Long Island, which is on the North Fork. So the South Fork is the Hamptons and, and whatnot. North Fork, Riverhead, you know, that, that area. So I'm from Mattituck. I went to Mattituck High School. I started playing drums when I was 11. I, well, that's when I got my first drum kit. 
and I studied with um, an instructor out there with my friends, and all of us had the same instructor. His name was Mark LaRosa. Awesome dude. He still gives lessons out there now. And um, just started taking lessons from him around the same time. Played in some hardcore bands on Long Island. I played in a band called Trip Face and did that. Then I was trying to get into other bands and stuff like that. For some reason, for me, it was hard. I couldn't really, I guess maybe it was the area I lived in. It's really, you know, it's suburbia. You know, it's really hard to find a gig (laughs) in the middle of a farm field. So um, when I was 19, you know, I moved to California and... When I, you know, when I got to California, you know, I just, I had to go, you know, start all over again, pretty much. You know, I went through the music connection. When you, did you move out there specifically for music? Yeah. I mean, I just, I just didn't, I knew, you know, I wasn't going to pursue music if I stayed where I grew up, you know? And, um, so I just had to, I just took off and it's not like I was trying to like become a rock star or anything like that. I actually just wanted to change. I wanted to live somewhere else. I wanted to live in a city. I didn't want, and I wanted the nice, wet, nice weather and stuff like that. My sister had already moved out there, so I kind of went out and visited her, and then was like, "Hell yeah, I'll move out here." Just you know, and then I met all these guys through playing. I played in other bands with Chris, and I played in oh, one okay. other one other band with uh, Maria. Really? Oh. And uh, so I've known them for a really long time. We all lived together. You've heard the story. Yeah. Are you the one who brought Maria like into the fold with no, Chris? No, no. Chris brought Maria in. Okay. Actually, it's so funny. They were in a band. Chris and Maria were in a band with friends of mine, and I heard the I heard their demo, and I was like, "Holy cow, this yeah. girl can smoke!" You know, and I honestly I wanted to be in their band right when I heard that demo. It was kind of weird. I was just like, "I am getting in this band somehow." My friend played drums in the band, so um, he ended up uh, moving on to another another band, and I took the gig, and we've been jamming with. You know, jamming ever since. That wasn't in this moment. That was a different band, but it was okay. it was Chris and Maria. Right. Cool. And when you first started playing drums, like what drummers drew you to the drum kit? Man, everybody from Alex Van Halen to uh, Tommy Lee. Um, you know, of course Neil Peart. Uh, God, I've had I just I have so many um, influences, you know. Some technical, some totally not technical. Right. Phil Rood, one of my favorite drummers. Cool. You know what I mean? So, you know that that pretty much that era. I mean, I grew up in the '80s, so yeah. I was I was all about the, you know, Nico McBrain yeah. and you know Dave Lombardo. I, I was in know it all. Cool. All right, so okay, let's talk about some of the gear that I've seen you endorsing. Uh, we'll start off with. D-drum and then get into the uh, minor cymbals. Cool. Um, what, what is the D-drum? It looks like a big snare drum or something. Well, no, it's they actually make all acoustic drums now. It was, um, D-drum was like tri- mostly triggers and electronics and oh, then they okay. put out, they started putting out acoustic drums and um, I got hooked up with them when I was on tour, with, when we were on tour with Megadeth, Sean Grover uh, played them and he was like, you know, oh, you know, if if you if you like my drums, I could you know I can have the rep come down. He actually likes your band, and he was asking me what drums you played, and I wasn't endorsed at the time. So uh, they came down and were awesome to me, and gave me a drum kit right then. So I just started trying trying it out from there, and the service is so good, and they're so good to me that uh, and the drums are just awesome. Their their new line of drums that just came out is sick. I just got a new kit from them. And uh, they're they're just awesome. I love the company that's blowing up 
right now. They, I mean, they always had a bunch of good drummers on it, but I mean, everyone knows now that like, Vinnie Paul is endorsed by them, and it's just blowing apart. So I feel fortunate to have been brought on earlier, cool. you know, because yeah. maybe I would have been on there now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to be on DJ. Cool. And how about the cymbals? Same thing. Minel, Chris Brewer from Minel is my uh, rep, and he's a beautiful, beautiful metalhead friend of mine and friend of the bands and he hooked us up me in this moment um earlier on we didn't even have a we didn't have a record deal we had management at the time but we didn't have a record deal and he was so cool to me and he hooked me up with an endorsement and i've been with him ever since going on a few years now and uh just the same thing i mean you can't beat the professionalism of them and 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 the the availability you know, like when you call, they'll, you know, these two, you know, Chris will answer my phone calls, get back to me, make sure I'm taken care of, he rules. Cool. Now, In This Moment has a lot of Ozzy Osbourne connections. You guys, of course, are managed by Blasco. You toured on OzFest. You opened up one of Ozzy's arena tours for him. Any good Ozzy stories you could share with the Talking Metal listeners? Yeah. Um, you know... When we first started that tour, I think we... Oh, yeah, where was it? I believe it was Washington. We were all in the dressing room before the show. Boom, the door opens up. There's Ozzy Osbourne. He pumps his head and Have a good show! We were all like, oh, my God! You know, like, yeah. no way. We would see him through the hallways. He always had uh, guards around him. And he always seemed like he wanted to hang out, but, like, the guards were like, no, 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 you can't. You know, they would just, like, kind of circle around him and walk him through the hall and... You know, I mean, he's a rock star, so yeah. it's like, you know, everybody wants to talk to him. But he is one of the coolest dudes. Honestly, I didn't really get to to meet him that much on that tour. But we just recently, you know, got to sit down with him again, like really sit down with him and talk to him. We we were at his house. Oh, wow. And uh, we were... It's a different house than was on the show, right? Or I, is it... I, you know what? I, I, I don't know, yeah. honestly. But it's a beautiful house. We were down in the studio with our with our producer, which is also his producer, mm-hmm. and uh, we were sitting down there and we were you know working on some things. And in comes Ozzy, first thing out of his mouth. I remember when Tony Iommi goes into this story about Tony Iommi and Black Sabbath, and me and Chris are just staring at each other like, "Are you serious? This is so awesome!" You know, he he. The one thing I've interviewed him three times now, and the one thing that I, I always find is he's the biggest star out there and also one of the the nicest i mean two of the at least two of the three times we interviewed him he wouldn't stop his handlers were cutting him off and he was like no no and he kept talking and it was like he was really he's got a lot of energy right yeah yeah he's like really outgoing too isn't he and just funny yeah just so funny i just i couldn't stop laughing yeah, he's. It was like such a pleasure. I mean, I can't believe I actually got you know got to meet him because he's, you know, I grew up listening to him, and it's. I'm definitely starstruck around around Ozzy Osbourne for sure. Any <laughs> other good rock star stories? People like Dave Mustaine or anybody? Dave Mustaine, same thing. Awesome dude, you know. And a lot of people, you know, I mean, Dave Mustaine's intimidating. You know, he is. You know what I mean? He's he's intimidating. He he's even when you look at him, he's he intimidates you. You know, so we didn't know what to expect. He was the nicest guy ever. I mean, he hung out with us. He talked to us. He gave us advice about our band. Um, you know, it, it was just so cool. The same thing. Grew up listening to Dave Mustaine, too. So, I, you know, 
that for me was humbling as well to, to meet him. But yeah, he was such a cool dude. He really was. He took care of us. He was always, you know, he always wanted to just say hi and see how the tour was going and, and, and converse with you. And he was just cool. Just down to earth, man. Not what I, you know, I didn't know what to expect because you're just like, oh, God, should I look at Dave Mustaine? Should I say hi or not? I don't know what to do, you know? But he made it real comfortable and he was cool. Sweet. Um, the album, of course, is The Dream. You guys did an amazing job on it. I mean, the songs, it is such a hooky record. Um, even in, in some ways more so, I think, than, than Beautiful Tragedy. The, the, the hooks are just there and the song structures are, are amazing. Let's talk about the production of this, starting with songwriting. You guys never stop. You're either mm-hmm. touring or you're recording. So I'm imagining a lot of the pre-production and the the pre you know i guess the songwriting must have happened on the road road. yep it did when we were on the aussie tour we started writing on the bus that's how we did it and we came up with a bunch of ideas and then when we got off the tour and do you you are you working on melodies with them or are you pounding on a drum pad or or what's happening no 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 i mean i can play guitar too so so um you know, a lot. I mean, not that I have to because these guys come up with great stuff or anything. You know, it's just everybody putting in their two cents. You know what I mean? Maybe a riff like that. I hear them play a riff, and then I heard them play a little riff earlier. Maybe, you know, just as an example. I'm not saying this is what happened. And just be like, oh, well, maybe, you know, let's put that riff on the end of that riff and combine them and do this. You know, we all work together. Everybody lets, I mean, like, I let them tell me maybe this will sound better like as a you know as a rhythm track here whatever you know whatever we just you know we're open so we feed off each other a lot you know what i mean so it's it's actually pretty cool you know because it is everyone's everyone's equal and we all put in what we need to put in you know cool and we will will from each other sorry yeah just and just take take what we take from each other you know very cool and we will have links up in today's show notes where you can download that on iTunes and I also suggest getting the CD because the the artwork and stuff on the CD is really cool who worked uh, on that with you um well a lot of those ideas are, are Maria's you know and then she you know she brings them up to the band thinks what we think you know and of course like all the times we're, we're cool with what she comes up with because she's got a good vision so um and then we have our um you know our the guy who does all our art at Century Media and uh and you know he he's a, he, amazing you know and it, it, we came up with it's like kind of I mean obviously everyone sees it it's kind of like an Alice in Wonderland ish stream of consciousness kind of record right. you, 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 you kind of get that totally yeah, yeah totally so like, and I mean that you hear that in the music mm-hmm. and in the artwork so yeah. definitely now uh, kind of back to what I was saying earlier the the drive that you guys have the you just never stop how, how do you keep the pace up is it is it tough to some you know when you're deep into a tour? Is is it hard to to know that uh, we got a, a still another three weeks of shows and 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 where does the drive come from? I think it's just because we all wanted to do this so bad our whole lives that now that we're doing it, we just don't want it to end. And we see when you start to see like more and more fans showing up, and and you know you're you know you're getting you're getting the gratification from it. You're seeing something happen. And I think it just gives you that drive. Like, I just want to keep going. I want to keep pushing. I want to keep, you know, I just want everyone to hear hear this record or this or my band. And I want to, you know, get more fans and stay on the road. It just becomes kind of like a, uh, I don't know, like, like an addiction kind of, you know. And as far as being on the road all the time, yeah, sometimes you get, you get kind of like maybe just like a little homesick or whatever like that. But you know what? I'll go home for two weeks. 
and I'm like, all right, I've had enough. I want to go back on the road, you know, because I just feel like I'm not doing anything. Right. You know, it's like I'm not, you know, it's just, it's so for me, and I know a lot, you know, the band too, it's just, it's, it's, we love to be on the road. For Maria, on the other hand, it's a little harder for her because she's got a son, right. you know, yeah. so I understand when she starts to, she gets a little bummed out and stuff when she can't see her son. So we try to let it, you know, so she, we try to like make it in our touring schedule that she can be with her son for an amount of time, you know. And then we, you know, so we try to make it easier on her. But, you know, for us, we just, you know, we just want to keep pushing the record. Is it hard? I mean, does he come out on the road ever with yeah, you guys? Yeah, yeah, he comes out and, like, we've known him forever, too. We've known him since he was a little little baby, you know. So he's a great, great kid. And, you know, he's just, we love having him around. And he helps me a lot. He's, he plays drums. So, oh, cool. yeah, yeah, he's cool. He's cool. So, yeah, he's a good kid. And, um, yeah, he's actually going to come out on Warp Tour for a little bit of Warp Tour with us. Oh, excellent, yeah. excellent. So I know you got a show coming up in literally probably just a few minutes, so a couple last uh, questions here. Tell me something that most people don't know about your, your band members. We'll start with uh, maybe one thing that somebody oh. doesn't know about Blake, Jesse, Maria, and Chris, each one individually. All right. Um, we'll start with Blake. We'll start with Blake. That he likes Blake likes barbecued sunflower seeds. Nice. Favorite. How about uh, Jesse? Jesse sleeps in his bunk all day, every day. He comes out of his bunk maybe twice a day. We really? see him, yeah. We barely ever see him. Wow. Interesting. Chris? <clears throat> Chris. Mm, Chris. Let's see. That for in the, be- the beginning of this tour, he was wearing two different Two different styles of Converse sneakers on his feet. No one noticed. Really? Well, okay. And <laughs> last uh, but not least, Maria. And Maria. Well, everybody knows that she's like a hippie girl. So let's see. The, Maria cleans the whole bus on Mondays. Really? That, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's good go. for Perfect. you guys. Yeah. I came up yeah. with one. I was like, shit, what am I going to say? Right. Cool. And everybody knows that nowadays... Bands just don't sell as much as, as they used to. And, and as much as the internet has helped a band like you guys, I would imagine that in certain ways with sales and stuff, it also may have hurt you. Um, what is the best way for a Talking Metal listener to support you guys besides actually paying for your music? Is it the merchandise? Is it coming to shows? Yeah, coming to shows. Going to shows and and buying merch. Yep, absolutely. Just going to shows in general helps. You know, I mean, buying merch, of course, is it helps too. But you know, just going out and going to shows because I mean, that's what it's all about now. Anyone can download a record, right? You know, so it's like the live show you can't download. So, right? You know what I mean? But you can watch it on YouTube off somebody's camera phone sometime. But I mean, besides that, I think it's, that's the real part of it. I think touring's the only way to do it right now. It's the only way to. I mean, I mean, thank God we didn't really like we didn't come up in the in the eighties yeah. when you could sell five hundred thousand copies of your record right. no easily. You know, I, yeah, I was reading some stats like I mean, even like I don't know if you remember Vinnie Vincent, yeah, like his first course. solo record yeah. sold like you know hundreds of thousands of copies yeah. its first week. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. and he wasn't really that big. Yeah. it's like, it's unbelievable. So the live show is, you know, it's how bands are how, how bands are surviving. I think. Yeah. Cool. And, and far, as far as the merchandise goes, where's the best place uh, that the listeners can buy merchandise? Is it through the MySpace page? Yeah, yeah, right off the MySpace page, and you know all of our all of our merchandise is, is you know all set up right there. So 
you can get it right off right off the uh, the MySpace in this moment. Cool. Thanks, Jeff, and have a great show tonight. And if we could just get a Talking Metal ID, your name, your band, and uh, you are listening to Talking Metal. Absolutely. This is Jeff Fab from In This Moment, and you're listening to Talking Metal.
was Unbroken by In This Moment members and Talking Metal members. Yeah, three of the members of In This Moment, Maria, Jeff, and Chris, played with John and I, and we recorded that great cover of Pantera. And you can check it out, the video version of that, on YouTube.com slash Talking Metal. And you know what's pretty cool is that, and I told Maria this when I talked to her, a couple of days after you did that interview with Jeff, is that the two In This Moment videos that we put up there, the uh, uncut, this is what we're calling, uncut version of I'm Broken, and also the Run to the Hills single camera shoot, are two of the most watched and most commented on videos on our YouTube page. I mean, they're they're skyrocketing over everything else. Cool. Cool. Well, big thanks to In This Moment and uh, to Jeff and his uh, his wonderful fiance. I was hanging out with them at uh, the showdown in, in New Jersey a few weeks back, and uh, we appreciate the uh, the opportunity that he gave us to interview him. Uh, we, we actually sat in my car and did that interview. Oh, that's great. Because it was a little noisy on their tour bus, so we, <laughs> we went out and... And uh, afterwards, then we went on the bus and, and hung out um, for a few minutes before uh, Jeff and, and the band had to go on stage. We so got to hook up with them. Yeah, we got to hook up with uh, those guys, you know, just on a non-concert day sometime in New York to hang out. Sure, definitely. Definitely. So thanks a lot to In This Moment. Make sure you support them. Go and buy the new album on iTunes. We will have it linked through today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com. Uh, wanted to mention the movie, The Wrestler. John and I both uh, caught this movie within the last month or two, yeah. and what a great movie. I really enjoyed it. It uh, was shot in New Jersey and had some great classic pop metal, if you will, from the uh, from the 80s on the soundtrack, including what I thought was Rat, but John actually corrected yes. me. Tell, tell us, the, the two Rat songs that you hear in the Wrestler movie aren't Rat? Is that true? That is correct. Even though on iTunes, I believe it says that it is Rat, or somewhere online I saw it said it's Rat, but it's not. It's, it's a group called Rat Attack, which is Stephen Piercy, George Lynch, and Tracy Guns. Huh. Maybe they, they re-recorded it or something, or it was cheaper for them to use, buy the sound recording rights for those right. versions of the song. And that's somehow when you're in TV and film, you got to clear not only the, the publishing, but you have to clear the sound recording rights. Right. So maybe it was cheaper for them to go that route. Yeah, then. there's something called synchronization rights, and that's yeah. when, you, when you have video and audio together. You want to hear something really cool? Uh, all of our Talking Metal uh, GNR people will appreciate this. You heard Sweet Shot of Mine. I believe it was at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And Axel gave that song to them for free. Yeah, very which cool. Which was amazing. To do that. Now, I love that movie for a bunch of reasons, and uh, Mark knows some of them. I, I just think it was unbelievable. I mean, I think Mickey Rourke was so cool. I think we definitely got to really work on getting him on Talking Metal, and I bet yeah, we could do be it. Fun. I'd love to start getting people like him, uh, like Lance Armstrong, who is like the world's biggest Iron Maiden fan. You know, like people outside of the metal community to come in and talk about how much they like metal. I think right. that would be uh, an interesting thing to do. Um, I just flew back from from Israel and 
watched like every episode of uh, Metalocalypse, uh, you know, that uh, cartoon with Deathlock. I always don't know if I'm saying that. Yeah, one time it took us like five minutes to try to say that word. Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse, yeah. Yeah. Uh, What a great cartoon. And uh, if you haven't seen that, uh, definitely go pick up the DVD box set for season one, which I believe one of our listeners sent me. I think he bought it. I think Jason... uh, Jayhawk, Jayhawk, maybe I sent yeah. that in. I remember me. when yeah, he so sent that in. Thanks to Jayhawk for that. Yeah, so I was over in Israel last night. I was actually at the UN at a Battlestar Galactica fun- function, which was pretty crazy. So it's been a busy time, and I apologize that we haven't uh, had more podcasts up for you guys. Again, there is a new Talking Rock episode up if you're interested in that. John and I are hanging out on the talkingmetalforums.com, talking with all you great people. There is a new way to get onto the forums. If you're not a registered user and you haven't been on the forums, now's the time. We want the real, true Talking Metal listeners to join us on the forums, not people who uh, could give a rat's ass about us and are just looking for somewhere to hang out. We want you people who are listening to this right now to join us on the Talking Metal forums. Uh, There is a password that you need. It'll ask you for a password when you register that password is the first name of the vocalist who performed South of Heaven with John and I. So you need his name, his first name, to uh, register. That is the password for TalkingMetalForums.com, which are now just celebrated recently their two-year uh, anniversary, two years old, the Talking Metal Forums. You want to hear something pretty amazing? Last year, 2008, and this is not TalkingMetal.com. TalkingMetal.com had 25 million hits, the entire website. But the forums alone had 2.5 million hits. Yeah, that's Isn't crazy. that amazing? Yeah, like People great. are all over the forums, and uh, we appreciate that, and thank you guys. There is uh, some great sections on the forums. You can ask the host stuff. Like uh, right here, Z-Man just posted a question. It says, who are some of the upcoming guests that you will be interviewing or have interviewed already. Um, so actually, n- no one. Right? And, well, Sacred, uh, Oath. Sa- Sacred Oath will be coming on the podcast. Uh, we had Rob on, so he will be coming on soon. That is recorded. I think that's the only one we have in the can right now. Metal Mike, we're going to go over to his house, I think, uh, next week and hang out. Right. Probably do an interview. We'll probably drink some beer, hang out with Metal Mike. Um, I'm trying to think who. Duff. McKagan, uh, we've been told we're going to get him, but that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Hopefully it will. You know, we go through cycles. Sometimes we have like 10 interviews done, and uh, you know, it takes us two months to get them up. And then uh, right now, as Mark said, we're, we're just, uh, we got so much stuff going on, a lot of stuff that we can't talk about just yet, but we have a lot of exciting talking metal things happening. And then, of course, both of us have jobs, and we, we do a ton of different things, and Mark has a family, and uh, so, so we're pretty jammed up, but... Uh, don't worry, guys. We will continue to bring you guys super cool Talking Metal content. Yes. By the way, did you see there was a guy that said Talking Rock Forums? There was yeah, a, yeah, he wanted a Talking, talking rock, rock Forums. forums. Yeah. I don't think we do enough with Talking Rock just yet for there to be a forum devoted to it. But you're welcome right. to open it. One thing you guys should know, the, the forums are, aren't actually even run by John and I. They are run by Exciter and Z-Man and, and uh, Shotaholic and some of the real hardcore Talking Metal listeners uh, actually run the forums. Uh, 
John, a.k.a. Exciter, set up the forums, and uh, it's really his baby, and he's uh, doing a great job with it. Thank so, you. Uh, thank you, Exciter. And, uh, guys, you know the clue to get the password to get onto the forums, so go do that and uh, join us, and let's talk some metal on the Talking Metal forums. Here's another posting off the forums. I was just wondering if you guys would ever consider getting Static X on the show. They're coming out with a new album, Cult of Static, so there would probably be plenty to talk about. It doesn't matter if you get all of them or just one of them, like Wayne or something, but that'd be sweet. Just a suggestion. Met Alex posted that. Alex, sure, I'm not like a hardcore Static X guy. Uh, I do have a couple of their songs on my iPod, and they sound all right. Um but I, w- I would, cons- you know, I would definitely consider definitely. him, sure. I saw uh, Wayne Static backstage at a OzFest, I think, once. Oh, yeah? yeah okay, yeah. cool. It's pretty cool. But, uh, hey, I-, I had some stuff that I wanted to just briefly mention yeah, go since ahead. we're talking about the Internet and people who post things. I love the Internet. I think it's a great place, and I, I love the fact that, you know, we have people on our forums posting away. What I think is a little nutty, and I've never, you know, really addressed this, but are some of the comments that I see people leave just about random things online. And, and the, the thing that I just can't get over are the people that want to talk about cover songs. And, you know, we've had a few, you know, heck, we're not bothered by negative comments, but if they're a truly, like, critical comment, that's that's one thing. But what I think is hilarious, and I'm I'm not sure what the people are thinking or what's going wrong in their brain, but when they think that... We're defacing a song because we covered it or we're trying to outdo the original. And that's not why we do these covers on Talking About It. We do them to celebrate how cool the song was. And if you like it, great. If you hate it, you know, that's cool don't too. Listen to it. Yeah, yeah, just don't it's listen easy, to it. But don't just, listen to Yeah, just stop listening yeah. to it. And don't, don't write. Don't torture yourself. Yeah, yeah you know, don't. If, it, if, don't it, do if you it. hate it that much, you, you don't have to listen to it. <laughs> we're not forcing you. And by the way, guys, we're giving this stuff to you for free, okay? So uh, if I see one more of these comments that are like, you know, I hate the guy with the uh, freaking Dean. And, you know, believe it or not, I wasn't even playing a Dean. I was playing a Gibson with a split V headstock. But, you know, of course, these posters are geniuses and, yeah. uh, you know, have to. To, to write stuff like that and I just think it's funny like I said yeah you don't like it don't watch it don't listen to it yeah exactly good point so anyway, good point that's and, that uh, reminds me of something metalsucks.net is a very cool website which I've been visiting a lot and uh, they have actually uh, written a lot of positive well not a lot a few positive things about talking metal over the course of the past few years and uh, a couple negative things about talking metal. They actually probably balance out some <laughs> negative and positive comments on uh, metalsucks.net about talking metal. But it's just a great site. These guys are a little sarcastic. They're funny. They they have postings that go up all day, every day. And and uh, I, they actually commented that they didn't like our uh, Run to the Hills cover within this mm. moment, but uh, which is okay. But then they also commented that that uh you know it's a shame that there aren't more episodes of talking metal going right. on tv right now so it's a, definitely a good site that is is a blog role type of site that offers opinion and uh it will give you a good smile and laugh uh while you're reading it so uh, i recommend metalsucks.net add it to your favorites and uh also wanted to mention there was a robbery on 48th Street where all the guitar stores mm. are here in Manhattan. Mark Morton, Lamb of God, his signature guitar was for sale, 
and I went back in. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at it, and Classic. I went back in to actually try it because I'm thinking of buying one. And uh, the guy told me, oh, no, somebody stole that. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, they came in, they stuck it in a bag, and they ran out. And yeah. uh, the Sam Ash, it was Manny's, actually. Manny's Those guys were chasing him down the street. Uh, they didn't catch him. He got away. And, uh, you know, that's probably like about a $1,000 guitar. Right. They have guitars in Manny's that are like $15,000. Right. I mean, if <laughs> I was going to steal a guitar, I probably would have went for one of the more right. expensive ones. But he wanted that Mark Morton Jackson. It's hilarious because right in the front of Manny's, and I'm not advocating anybody to go in and rob the place because I love that store, but and plus that's illegal. But anyway, there are a bunch of like high-end Gibsons, like custom shop Les Pauls with like unbelievable burst finishes right up front. So, you know, instead of walking to the back of the store, putting the $1,000 uh, Jackson, which is a great guitar, but like I said, you know, much less expensive than the uh, the high-end Gibsons out front. I mean, to think that somebody would just, you know, they must have been such a Mark Morton fan that they just had to have it, and they yeah. snuck out. Now, I can't believe anybody would have the guts to, to walk into Manny's and swipe a guitar. Somebody did that with a Paul Stanley cracked mirror um, Washburn PS2000. It was like really? a $10,000 guitar, and... Um, they apparently walked in there. They must have had a long jacket. They didn't even put it in the bag. They just pulled it off the wall, put it right. under their coat, and walked out. This right. was about probably about 2002, 2002. And, um, you know, what a crazy thing. Poor Manny's. They, they get two guitars stolen like that we know of. And yeah. What a thing. Speaking of Mark from Lamb of God, they have a new record out, which I'm, I'm enjoying. Wrath, it's called. Uh, the guys on Metal Sucks. Dot net didn't like it. They give it a negative review, but uh, it's a good listen. I recommend it. It is on iTunes. You guys should check it out. Uh, still have a bunch of letters here, but I think we're out of time. I'll save some of these for the, yeah, I got the one next too. podcast. You want to read one more, and well, then we'll get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Go, I, th- go for it. This is a pretty interesting one because um, it has to do with uh, the article that your brother wrote. Okay, about Kiss. It says Mark and John. I wanted to make a quick comment regarding Mike's article. Yeah, he says Mark's, Mark's article, yeah. right? Yeah, he, yeah, he means, really he means, means Mike. Mike's. Yeah. yeah, my brother wrote that, not me. It's a good, good read about Kiss in the news section on TalkingMetal.com. So it says, uh, I wanted to make a quick comment regarding Mike's article regarding Kiss of today versus Kiss of the 70s and 80s. I have to tell you, I struggle with the same things you do. Ever since I was about five, I grew up with many heroes. The three at the top were Gene Simmons, the Demon, James T. Kirk, and my dad. And I think it's pretty cool that uh, that, that this guy uh, you know, includes his dad in that list. And Kirk, too. Shatner, and Kirk, man. yeah, no doubt. If you haven't read Shatner's books, uh, Star Trek Memories, definitely check those By out. By the way, I, stuff. I know this is like totally not metal, but I think he's got a really great hairpiece. I mean, it really yeah, looks system, real. Yeah. It's like a system. Yeah. It looks great, man. Anyway. <laughs> it could be implants at oh, this maybe point. It, yeah, it could it, be. It, it almost looks too good for transplant. For, yeah. yeah. There are not a lot of cooler people than those guys. There's no denying that Kiss, the brand, has become more important than Kiss, the music, attitude, etc. Gene has led the charge, of course. It's hard to deal with this for sure. Sharon has done the same thing to Ozzy, in my opinion. Of course, Ozzy would most likely not be with us if not for her. But the Ozzy I idolized left us a while ago as well. I do not begrudge anyone for making a lot of money, but these heroes are not what they used to be. I like your approach and attitude and share it with you. Gene Simmons, the guy on the Destroyer album cover, will never stop rocking and remains a hero, separate from his character today. Same with Ozzy. Legends never die. 
And then he says, go check out the new creator video. You will love it. And that is from Parker from Denver, Colorado. And he says, rock on. And Parker, we thank you for your letter. And Mike's article was uh, a great article. And we thank your brother, Mike, for Yeah, hopefully he wants us. to write more. So hopefully he'll be a, a contributing writer to TalkingMetal.com, Mike Striegel. He's not a total metalhead. He's more like a hard rock guy, likes Kiss, uh, Alice Cooper, and... You know bands like that, but he he loves actually he loves he's like super duper into Metallica too. Van Halen, he's a big that's Van cool. Halen fan. Your uh, brother uh, did a classic appearance at some of our older gigs. Yeah, back he in used the day. to actually was a member of, of some band, of our older bands, yeah. and his uh, nickname is the Mad Doctor. Yeah, we like to expose that. Yeah, yeah sure, oh, okay. and would always jump up on stage with us even when yeah. he wasn't an official member. So uh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, cool. Anyways. I think we should wrap it up. It's a long show today, but I'd like to end with some Armored Saint. Last Very Train cool. Home. Yeah, I like this, Armored Saint. Yeah, you can buy this track on iTunes, Last Train Home by Armored Saint. Thank you for joining us on Talking Metal, and uh, make sure you join us on the forums. Use that password secret code to get on there. It is, again, the first name of the singer who sang or screamed south of heaven with us and it ends with an n yeah begins with a b (laughs) and you can check that performance out on youtube.com slash talking metal subscribe to our youtube channel and visit us at www.talkingmetal.com and subscribe to the podcast on itunes right now here is armored saint (laughs) 